0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to grow your business and take it to the next level. I am so excited to have my guest today, Iris Grimm. And let me tell you about Iris. She is an experienced coach and workshop workshop facilitator who brings holistic approach to the leadership development space. Her clients are high-performing entrepreneurs, business owners, and corporate executives who are committed to getting more out of themselves, their teams, and their lives. Iris' trademark program is called Dog Gone Leadership, where her clients learn and implement practical leadership strategies that came from experiences of living and working with dogs. Additionally, she makes it her mission to raise the awareness of the impact that dogs can have on our lives and encourage humans to reduce the number of dogs that are sent to shelters or get abandoned. Iris services are acutely tuned to both professional and personal growth so that her clients maximize their potential as leaders and as human beings. Please join me in welcoming Iris as we talk about becoming that person your dog inspires you to be. Please welcome Iris Grimm. Thank you,
2: Vicky. Thank you very much. Thank you
1: so, for having- So Iris, I did tell you I'm very excited about having this conversation because I absolutely love animals. I am a dog and a cat person. And I was addicted for the last, I don't know, three months to a show on Hallmark called Heartland, which uh-huh. is about horses. Because I truly believe, like dogs, horses know you. I mean, they know their owners, they become attached to their owners, and um, you develop such a strong relationship to that um, beautiful horse. So uh, we're going to talk about dogs, though. First, I would like you to explain where you call home. Where, Where do you live?
2: Well, I live right down the road from you in Marietta, Georgia. And for those of you who are not familiar with the Atlanta metropolitan area, that is really just a 15-minute drive, yeah. a suburb of Atlanta. However, as you can hear, my accent is not from South <laughs> Georgia. I am originally from Germany, but I have been living here now for close to 29 years. Ah, I got you for by about 10 years, but... Uh, I- I don't
1: think there's many of us that are original. My sister-in-law maybe, but um, <laughs> everyone else came from somewhere else. So I came from Pittsburgh Okay. and um, my husband, uh, as you can see by my name is German.
0: Yeah, so German. Uh,
1: so uh, the, uh, there is that kinship, but we will have to do coffee after this in person.
2: <laughs> indeed, indeed.
1: <laughs> so how is the doggone leadership approach applied to companies. I love the name doggone leadership.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I heard different um, opinions about the word doggone where some people say you can't say that because of the connotation, right? But it's really about going to the dogs when it comes to to leadership development. And that is such a unique approach in companies in particular because it brings a fresh perspective into leadership development and so, for example, when I do a one. um, uh, A group training program in a company and I typically talk about either leadership development or optimal optimal performance, I bring in stories from dogs and Mm. i let people share their stories from dogs and then we are pulling out the lessons and the wisdom of dogs that can be applied in the in the workplace now if i go to a company that is a pet friendly workplace then of course they are being the icing on the cake (laughs) because then i really can take it a notch higher and even share with 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 examples and exercises how people can amp up their leadership, not only with the yeah. dogs, but again, the conversation always is, how can we translate it into the workplace? And I had this that it resonated so much
1: with me because my leadership that I teach is leading with your heart, your head and your hand. Mm -hmm. And as we were mentioning earlier, there is so much that dogs can teach you. But if you ask a person who has a dog to talk about their dog, that hard shell that -hmm. they have melts away. And if, if, you know, if you can talk about the people that you work with, that you influence, that you inspire in that same light, yeah. think how much they would do for you.
2: Yeah. Well, and you know what I always say is when it comes to leadership in you know with humans or in companies typically leaders are only functioning from their neck <laughs> up, yes. right? And seem to block off their heart. Yeah. And and then with dogs, you know, they come home and their heart is goes open right and they are only leading from the heart which is not healthy either so just like (laughs) what you're talking about right having the balance of head and heart is the same kind Mm -hmm. of approach that i teach i just use the example of the dog and how the dog can help them to bring more heart into the workplace yeah so how did you come up with this approach
1: Uh, share a little bit of that background
2: Yeah, so um, I actually um, have been training, I've had dogs now for close to 22 years, and Mm. I've trained my own dogs, Uh, I became very active with my first dog and competing with him. And then about 12 years ago, 13 years ago, I started to give workshops to raise money for rescued groups. Yeah. Then out of that, I started to, to help people with their own dogs and became a dog trainer on the side. And so, you know, it's really a, a merging of my two loves, leadership development, and then dog training to bring in the on leadership approach into mm-hmm. companies. That's so good.
1: So what qualifies you to teach the concepts? And I think you kind of touched on that, but why does it matter so much that we need to do this thinking of the leadership today and, and maybe even going to the point of what COVID forced us to do, to think, to rethink the way that we actually lead.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the it's, you see the struggles in both worlds, right? And you touched on it earlier where, yes, I mean, there are, I think now close to 40% of American households who have a dog, um, but then we still have every year, more than 3 million dogs mm-hmm. end up in shelters and we still have many dogs that are getting euthanized. Mm-hmm. And not only that, when you also look at the statistics, you know that number does not really include all the people that are struggling with their dogs at home. You know, you, I mean, before COVID, they said about you know twenty percent of dogs supposedly had uh, separation anxiety. Yeah. Now it's close to seventy percent. You know, they say that more than fifty percent of dog owners say that their dogs have some kind of an undesirable behaviors that humans are coping with right and Mm -hmm. and me looking at these numbers and me having the solutions i'm like oh can this be possible this people don't have to suffer like that with their dogs right. And then you see the same thing, though, in in organizations, right, where you, especially with COVID, we heard about the great resignations. We heard about the quiet quitters. You know, we hear about the, the low level of engagement in companies. And you hear also, you know, that people don't leave companies, people leave bosses. Yeah. And so when you look at both worlds, you see the struggles on both sides And then at the same time, you know, on both sides there are simple, not always easy, but simple solutions that can turn things around. And not only that, in on both sides, the responsibility always comes back to leadership and to Mm -hmm. the leader. And so, with my approach, I also what I often say is. When clients are going through my programs, whether it's a you know a workshop in a company or I work with a a, a leader one on one, they see the shifts not only in the one area of their life, such as with their in in the workplace place, but they also see the shift with their dog. And that mm-hmm. is what I'm really after is up-leveling their leadership in in both areas yeah. of their life. Because
1: we talked about you know how my dog followed me everywhere would do anything for me as her name was shadow. And she lived up to that name and that you could tell, you know, when she was feeling that she needed you Mm -hmm. and you kind of pushed her off and you saw in businesses in the, in the office, there were people that work for you with you that need you, but you've, See it, but you don't react to it. You just another day.
2: Well, it is maybe another day. It is the overwhelm, it can be just not knowing how to pause. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's like everybody is so caught up in their busyness and yes there is always more to do right but then at the same time there's almost like this this badge of honor or this Mm. this idea that if I'm not busy I must be failing yeah right but then Mm. it's also not not the ability to communicate effectively Mm. with people because There is this fear of vulnerability. Mm. There is this fear of getting too close emotionally or not, right? And especially now with all of the political correctness and everything that is going on in the society, um, there is a certain risk as well when it Mm. comes to communication. And that is something that leaders have to learn because in the end, I also say, when we have trust, whether it is trust with the dog. Because again, mm-hmm. I always bring it to both sides, right? Yeah. Whether I have trust with my dog or whether I have trust with people and I have that foundation. Yeah. You know, it's so much easier than to address even the sensitive or the the conflicting issues that are going on. Yeah,
1: and and really, I know that you can change, but... For those young leaders that are listening, you should start that way because I have have been in situations where the results of, of survey of how the things were going told the management that they needed to be more trustworthy, more caring and everything. So then when they tried it, the the people were still hesitant because yeah. are you doing it for the right reasons or are you doing it to make, make a number go up?
2: Right, yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, that is, it's so interesting that you are bringing this topic up, right? Because um, even us humans, we sense Mm. when someone is not authentic, right? Just like dogs, they are sensing our energy before Mm -hmm. we are walking into the room. And so whatever we are doing as leaders really has to come from the heart, has to be authentic. It can't be just checking off a box, in order to get a certain number up. Mm -hmm. So true. So talk to us
1: through the leadership skills that we can learn through the dogs.
2: Oh, Vicky, where do you want me to start? Um, you know there are so many. so let me start with, you know, some of the leader or some of the skills that we can learn from dogs, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, what we talked about, um, you know, how dogs are sensing our energy. But then at the same time, you know, the one thing that I love about dogs is is really they know how to shake stress off. Yeah. Right? They are really effective when it comes to to letting go of stress or frustrating situations right let's use the example of your dog is in the backyard you know there is a deer coming by or maybe there is another dog walking by and the dog sounds ferocious sounds aggressive is barking right but you call your dog off you say come on back in the house and the dog comes back in the house takes it off right which is a form of stress release yeah. and lays down in in her bed and just <laughs> snoozes right versus right. something stressful like that happens to us we don't shake it off like that no yeah. we we take it personal mm. not only that we are ramping ourselves up with the thoughts that are suddenly getting triggered because suddenly it's not just this incident that happened to us five minutes ago but then all of the buttons (laughs) you know the emotional buttons getting pushed and triggered from issues from the past Mm -hmm. that we have not really completely um, um um gone through with our life and then we're sitting on the email and trying to read or write something and Our mind is somewhere else, still arguing with the situation that happened 10 minutes or 15 minutes ago. Not only that, then we're going home and then our spouse asks us, how were things going? And we start all over again, Mm -hmm. ramping up. Guess what happened, right? And that is just, for example, one thing that we can learn from dogs, where dogs are so much better. Something happens, a stressor happens, they are reacting to it you call them off or, you know, you, they, the stressor goes away. Mm-hmm. And the dog dog goes back to his or her balanced self.
1: Yeah. So what can we learn for dogs?
2: Well, what we can learn for dogs is, is better listening. Mm. <laughs> that could be for people too. Correct. <laughs> because, you know, with, with us, you and we, communicate verbally but dogs Mm -hmm. don't speak our language so what we have to do is we have to learn to listen to their behavior Mm -hmm. right because behavior is communication and it's never that dogs are when they are for example going through some naughty behavior it's not that dogs want to give us a hard time they have a hard time and they are communicating that through their behavior Mm-hmm. at the same time what we have to listen to is their body language because yes. they are communicating through their body now here's the interesting thing we do the same thing right we are communicating with our body mm-hmm. and not only that we are communicating with our behavior because mm-hmm. i also always say you know words can lie behavior never lies mm-hmm. and so by working with our dogs and 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 leading our dogs more effectively we are also have to listen to them contextually we are mm. listening to the situation you know their feelings we are listening to their body language um their motives right and we all of these we have to take into consideration in order to find out or or in order to optimize our communication with the dogs. Same thing is in the workplace. We cannot just listen to to the words. We have to listen contextually to the entire Mm -hmm. story in order to get the best um, view of the picture and understand how we then respond to the situation next.
1: Yeah.
2: And I think that's when it's so important that you do
1: learn how to lead with the heart because there are situations where their home life or uh, something that happened an hour before may be causing their reaction their behavior for right now and if you just look at that microcosm that small instance and think you have all the answers you could be uh, misdiagnosing the situation for sure
2: yeah yeah and that is where the trust then comes in right Mm -hmm. where the person then can be honest enough and, and, and say what's going on in their, in their mm-hmm. home situation. But then at the same time, that is also where empathy comes in. And you know there has to be a good balance between yeah. there as well, because obviously, yes, people have their home lives and things are happening. And at the same time, I do believe that is also where I think the responsibility of the company Um, or where companies have room for growth and performance improvement is where Mm -hmm. they are not leaving up to the employees to figure out their stuff on their own, but really that the company makes it part of their policy to provide workshops, performance workshops, and all of these things Mm -hmm. for their employees to help them to be the best, not only in the workplace, but Mm -hmm. also in their personal life.
1: Yeah, I agree. And so you talked about the great fortunate opportunity that you have when you go to a a business that has dog-friendly environment. So what are the skills we can learn with our dogs?
2: So one thing that we really can learn with our dogs is that i can't expect something from my dog that i can't expect of myself right so in other words for example if my dog is is being you said leash aggressive right or has some kind form of aggression Mm -hmm. sure it's easy to to point the finger at the dog and of course Mm -hmm. every dog comes with his or her his or her own history just like you know employees come with their own history. But then at the same time, I also have to look at myself as a leader and have to say, who do I have to become so that my dog is calmer on the leash? Mm -hmm. Not only that sometimes, and I have seen this happen where um, I worked with a business owner where that dog was super duper aggressive towards other dogs. But then in our conversation came to find out he had a short fuse himself Uh when it came to came to him working with his team Mm. he did not recognize it as such by us having this conversation I pointed it out and I said to him how is your behavior different from your own from your dog's behavior So really understanding that I can't expect something from my dog that I don't can't expect of myself, just like I can't expect something from my employees that I can't expect from myself.
1: Yeah. So that made me think of a situation where when our dog, say we were at work all day and we came home and the dog had chewed your slipper, simple, Mm -hmm. Um, and we disciplined them for something that happened hours and hours ago. I think in the same situation, if an employee makes a mistake and you don't say anything when it happens, but you let time go on, mm-hmm. it's the same reaction as that dog. And they're like, well, why? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. not as impactful, I guess.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, and not only that, in that moment, obviously, you know, dogs have forgotten what happened, you know, two hours ago or or when you left, right? And maybe, and therefore they did not even see anything wrong, even though sometimes people say, oh, my dog knows because it has that guilty... Face right, (laughs) but oftentimes dogs also mimic. You know, our Mm -hmm. they they are picking up our energy Mm -hmm. and our body language, and they are in that way really just responding to that, right? Yeah. Um. But then at the same time, let's look at the situation in 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 the workplace. Right. It's like one thing is yes to address it right away. To ask questions, to find out the story rather than pointing fingers, really going deep and really looking at it from the perspective of, I'm not here to blame you, I'm here to help you. And how can we make things better? And so that is similar to where I say even to them when I'm working with their dogs is every problem is a gift. Just like in that case, right? When there is a breakdown in the company, blaming makes no difference. Mm -hmm. What happened happened, but how can we turn this situation now into a gift? Awesome, so great. Time is flying by,
1: it's time now for rapid fire. So for this, uh, do people have to bring their dogs to this program for it to work? And I think we talked about that is not the case, but. Whenever you work with a company that doesn't that isn't dog friendly, mm-hmm. what um what do you what tools do you bring if you will that can help them understand how dogs leadership or the leadership doggone leadership sorry doggone leadership can help them improve in their people leadership
2: <laughs> yeah yeah so so my main tools are. Uh videos and my own stories right and Mm -hmm. and also bringing out the stories from my audience and then making that bridge into leadership in the workplace. And again what is so interesting about it is too that again you know nearly 40% of households have a dog and many people who may not have a dog you know just like you they had a dog in the past so those kind of stories resonate with them very intensely. Mm-hmm. And what i have really noticed is really how people are leaning in into these stories and it gets them engaged in a completely different, on a completely different level. And not only that, I really wanna shift their perspective and on leadership and provide, help them get fresh insights and look at leadership in a way that they have not looked at it before. That sounds awesome. What
1: is somewhat, uh, what is the biggest um, surprise that you've had over these last several years, that um, as you're doing these workshops and things, what is the
2: biggest surprise that you've had? The biggest surprise surprise is an interesting word. <laughs> um, Maybe a change. What, what, has there you know, been any yeah, change? Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to Especially, you know, the this, the biggest uh, a nice surprise that I always see is is that even though my focus when I when I provide these trainings are on leadership development in the workplace is mm-hmm. how much people are actually taking on these principles and go home and try out or implement it with their dogs. And oftentimes when I then come back where they walk up on me in um, in the breaks and say, hey, by the way, what you mentioned the last time I tried this with my dog and it really works. And that is something that always makes me happy because it's not a requirement of, of my work. But it's a nice addition to it. And that is something that I'm, in the end, as we mentioned before, I also want to provide for people that they are up leveling the leadership of the dog there as well. So are your workshops,
1: are they one and done? Or do you have a series where you can come back and kind of teach and do teach and do kind
2: of thing? Uh, both so I do provide let's just like one of workshop where I just give either a broad um, overview of leadership skills or depending on where the company is what their challenges are uh, we are providing an ongoing series depending on the topics that they want me to address so that we are doing this for a longer period of time awesome
1: So what's the next big thing for you?
2: Um, So I have quite a few next big things um, (laughs) in the works. Uh, One is just last month, I um, did my TEDx talk on how how dogs make us better leaders.
1: Nice.
2: And, um, you know, I'm looking forward for that to come out and promoting it in a bigger way. And in particular, in there, it's it's really also my intention to um, encourage people. One of my messages there was also to encourage people to adopt dogs from shelters. Nice. Um, because again, you know, it's like yes, shelter dogs come with a history, and so do employees, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so there is something that we can learn from shelter dogs, and not only that. Um, I always say when we adopt or foster a dog with the intention to bring out the the best in him or her, the dog brings out the best in us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that is one of my things there. And I'm also working right now on an online course, which is called Forever Your Dog, which also brings both of these components together, dog training and leadership development. And it is something where I also want to help rescue groups um, to have a social impact on rescue groups and helping them get donations in for people, for newly adoptive families who who just got a dog. Awesome.
1: So wonderful. Okay, we're going to share my screen now.
2: So if you're
1: just listening in, you'll need to grab that paper and pencil so you can get the contact information for Iris. So as you see those that are watching and you can get a screenshot of this but Iris Grimm that's i r i s g r i m m.com irisgrimm.com is her website. She is on Facebook with Iris Grimm Dog Gone Leadership. Again, Iris Grimm Dog Gone Leadership. LinkedIn is Iris Grimm Instagram is as we did above iris underscore grim underscore doggone underscore leadership iris grim will probably find it though as well YouTube just search iris grim she'll come up and if you would please just share with them a little bit information about your call to action
2: yeah so I have a gift it's called um, unleash the leader in you and it's really about it's a it's a little play sheet that i developed for um for you to reflect on your relationship with your dog to draw out your unique Mm -hmm. lesson that you can learn from your dog and even if you if your dog is not alive anymore and you or you have a dog as a child it's still a nice way to do go through this exercise reflect on that leadership and pull out that that lesson whether it's a life lesson or a leadership lesson that your dog was here or is here to help you to to step more into awesome so iris as i knew it would
1: be it has been wonderful speaking with you all about dogs and leadership and how they all kind of live in just synergy with one another, and I completely agreed with that, so that's why I wanted to have you on, and you did not disappoint. If you enjoyed what has been shared today, please do go to Iris's website, take advantage of that gift of the play sheet, visit her YouTube so you can uh, see some of the videos that she has out there, also her Instagram, her LinkedIn, Facebook, as always, Iris, um, thank you so much for being with me today, fellow Atlantan, <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do some more things together. I always remind everybody that life is a journey and it's up to you Indeed. to enjoy the ride. Yeah. This is
0: Vicki Netling signing off.